Lord, be with you as we uh, start this important time of Lent. It is a great time to put our focus on Jesus. And in putting our focus on Jesus, may we uh, find ourselves uh, drawing so much closer to God. We have two scriptures we read tonight uh, in advance of uh, some brief remarks. Uh, first, from uh, Mark, the first chapter, verses 16 through 20. And then uh, we turn to the next chapter, Mark uh, 2, 13 through 17. We find uh, here uh, four fishermen who are called to follow Christ. First from Mark 1, 16 through 20. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me. Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat. They, too, were preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. And then from Mark 2, verses 13 through 17. Once again, Jesus went out beside the lake. A large crowd came to him, and he began to teach them. And as he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him, and Levi got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples for there were many who followed him. When the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. God's word for God's people. Thanks be to God. Well, welcome to uh, Ash Wednesday service. And with it, we begin the grand season of, of Lent. For centuries, the church has set aside the 40 days prior to Easter, minus the Sundays, as a time of sacrifice and penance. It has been customary down through the centuries for people to give up something during Lent. You may have already uh, considered what sacrifice you will make during this grand season. Historically, uh, Lent has always been a time to teach new converts about the faith, all in preparation for them to be baptized. During Lent, we, uh, we always talk about the basics of the faith, which includes, first and foremost, the cross and its impact upon our lives. It's good to, to, to share during this season of the year about Jesus. During Lent, we also pause to consider what it means to be a disciple. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, in his book, The Cost of Discipleship, talks about discipleship and the costs that come along with that. He also talks about something he calls cheap grace. Cheap grace, he says, is the preaching of forgiveness without requiring repentance. 
Baptism without church discipline. Communion without confession. Absolution without personal confession. Cheap grace is grace without discipleship. Grace without the cross. Grace without Jesus living and incarnate. During the season of Lent, we'll be focusing on such things. The theme of, of the upcoming sermon series that we'll be uh, sharing during this season leading up to and including Easter will, will, will be a, a consideration of what it means to lay it down, to lay it all down for the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. Laying it down, whatever that might be, is a great theme for the season of Lent. And I would also say that it is a great theme for the whole of life, laying it down. The words of Jesus from Mark chapter 8, verses 34 and 35 will, will form the foundation of what we'll be talking about over these next few weeks. If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life and they will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. Tonight we'll be uh, taking a close look at, at a decision made by four fishermen to follow Jesus. Jesus offered the invitation for them to follow him while they were fishing along the Sea of Galilee. Follow me, he said, and I will uh, make you fishers for, for people. Immediately the four laid down their nets and they followed Jesus. Peter and his brother uh, Andrew were common fishermen. They toiled along the, the Sea of Galilee trying to scratch out a living. James and his uh, brother uh, John, on the other hand, were, were part of a much bigger operation. The scripture not only mentions their, their father, but uh, the hired servants that they uh, they had to, to help them. If they were fishing today, they very well, very well may have been known as the Zebedee Fishing Company, LLC. Jesus invited all four of them to leave everything they knew in the rearview mirror. He called them to strike out into the unknown. In a word, the four laid down a whole lot more than just their nets. Whatever hopes and dreams they had, were put to the side, all for the sake of God's kingdom. I'm of the mind that these four fishermen had built a, a pretty good reputation. I'm sure that they were viewed by all that knew them as hardworking and, and respectable, very dependable. Jesus saw so much more. He knew that there was, uh, was something about them that was very special. Jesus saw their potential. He knew that they would be uh, worth pouring into. His investment in, in them would eventually be found to, to be, uh, be well-founded. Eventually, these four, along with others, would lead a kingdom movement. Now, I think there's an important word for each of us here. Jesus believes in ordinary people, just like you and me. 
He wants to pour into us. We too have tremendous potential to lead a kingdom movement. Abraham Lincoln once uh, said, God must love common people. He made so many of them. Jesus must have thought, if these guys would just give me a chance, if they would just give themselves to me, together we will change the world. And I firmly believe the very same thing applies to you and me. Peter and Andrew, James and John had more to lay down than than just their nets. During uh, Christ's day, the the two primary means of social status was one's work and one's family. In that regard, things really haven't changed all that much. In fact, in meeting someone for the first time, we'll often uh, ask, what do you do do for a living? As if that is the sum total of a a person's worth. We'll even ask about a, a person's family. And we all know that that's a a great way to to take an interest in another person, to ask about their family. For these four fishermen, they had to lay aside both their work and their family for the sake of following Jesus. Their, Their reputations, which all along had been wrapped up in their life work and tied to their families, would now find their expression in Jesus. Think about that. William Barclay writes, a man should never think so much of what he is as of what Jesus can make him. When it comes to following Jesus, far too many think that they're uh, offering him a, a little bit of a favor. Hey, Jesus, look, look what I have to, to offer. It's your lucky day. When it comes to following Jesus, We come empty-handedly. We come without any pretense. We are at Christ's disposal, however that may play out. That's what it means to deny yourself, to take up your cross, and to follow Christ. I love what the old uh, hymn says, all to Jesus I surrender, all to Him I freely give. I will never ever love and trust Him in His presence daily live. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. In a story of like kind, just one chapter removed from from our story that we just shared, we find Levi, the tax collector. He, too, is also being called to follow. Levi's reputation was was much different from the the four fishermen. He was a a dastardly tax collector, a cheat, a swindler. In everybody's eyes, he he was a real loser. He was hated by everybody, and yet Jesus called him, just like the fishermen. Levi left what he was doing, and he followed Christ. Christ. Levi laid down his reputation as well, only his was one of of greed and and deceit. Levi had to walk away from the error of his ways to follow Jesus, to do as Jesus wanted him to do. The Scripture reports in Mark 2.14, and he got up and he followed him. 
That's exactly what he did. Laying aside his uh, dreadful reputation and allowing Jesus to refashion who he was and more so into the likeness that God wanted him to be all along. And Levi, as we know, is counted among the number of those who denied themselves, took up their cross, and followed him. So what we're talking about here this evening cuts to the core of what it means to be a disciple, to hear God's call and to follow. It strikes to the very center of what it means to be in relationship with Jesus. All of us, all of us have nurtured our reputations our whole lives long. Some are known for compassion and kindness, others for their intellect, some for particular skills in, uh, in, in a certain work life. Still others are known as the life of the party. Some are even known by reputation for things that are less, be- less than becoming. There is, uh, is not a, a good account. Theirs is not a good account at all. When Jesus comes uh, calling our reputations for good and for bad matter very little. Really, the reputation that is at at stake is the reputation of Jesus. That's really what is front and center. And as Jesus becomes uh, a part of our lives, and as we stake our claim in him, And as he begins to work in us and through us, then we begin to reflect his reputation to all who are around us. That when people see us, they see Jesus working in us. That when we go about our daily lives, they see us doing what Jesus wants done. That when we are counted among those uh, Uh, who are Christ followers, we're willing to decrease so that he might increase, that he gains the glory and we don't. Again, it's all about his reputation at work in us and through us. This is what it was like for the four fishermen along the, 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 the Sea of Galilee. It was also what it was all about for Levi, the tax collector. This was what was asked of the, of the 12 disciples and of every disciple who has come ever since, including you and me, that we represent, represent well the reputation of Christ and that our reputations matter very little in light of that. What was asked of them is asked of us to deny ourselves, to take up our cross, and to follow him. May it be so. Tonight, in the days ahead, as we make our way through Lent, as we approach the grand day of Easter, as we live every day in Christ, every day that he gives us, May God bless us all. Amen. Ashley.